who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Even hardened genre fans will find themselves whimpering at each new revelation. Publishers Weekly. The Infected Trilogy is an unabridged three-season audio fiction series from number one New York Times best-selling novelist Scott Sigler. Infected is a marvel of gonzo in-your-face up-to-the-minute terror. Lincoln Child, New York Times best-selling author of Relic and the Pendergrass series. 88 episodes, 53 hours of horror are free and available now wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, companions, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Ballots meets an old criminal, Ra reads Amos' book, and Zoltana considers a debt. With our friends finally managing to take a restful night, they then take to the road for their rendezvous with Caden, but the road is not as peaceful as they'd like. Why is Marnak referenced in an old draconic book? Which god now lies dead? And what will happen now that Talvin has caught up with the group? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. is laying on the floor after having fallen over after the shaking of the world. Clutching his um, throat. Ra Clutching does, his throat. Ra doesn't know anything, so he's going to rush forward and, and do punches. Okay. In that case, if your first instinct is to attack Talvin, let's roll some initiative. I don't you. know who it is. Yeah, you don't know who it is. That's fine. Um, If if it's easier, if you want to do that, but Balance is going to call out for everyone to stop. Okay, that's fine. Then do that. It's up to you, Raul, if you're going to continue going forward to attack him anyway. I mean, he's going to start doing that. Okay. All right. So we see Rao running across, and then we hear... Balance clutching his throat. Stop. 
Rawl. He stops like halfway there and turns back and looks at you and then turns back around and once again raises his defense. He's like halfway between. Okay, that's fine. Balance shakily stands up. Uh, Zoltana's not going to attack if Balance says not to, but she's going to kind of like have her sword out and like give the guy uh, who she doesn't know is Talvern, but I know is, you know, uh, she's going to give him like a look like, don't fucking try anything, asshole. Balance is going to take a staggered step over to next to Zoltana and say, heal my throat, please. She uh, grabs him by the throat gently and does, uh, let's say, 10 lay on hands. Is that enough? Is that good? That helps. Okay. <laughs> he took a substantial hit. Um, so you put your hands over his throat and the, the arrow that basically nicks through um, is a flash of holy white light. And the, the blood vessels that got severed by the passing of the arrowhead just begin to essentially flash, knit together, and the skin is healed over. The other wound in your chest, you still have the arrow pointing out of it, and it's still bleeding. He's not touching it. Okay, smart move. He just stands up tall, rolls his head a bit, and looks to his old friend. Uh, he's the only thing you can really tell his hair is grown out and that he has uh, a very large cloak covering him. You can't really see his face. Uh, you can't really see much of his, um, of his body itself. It's just a very large cloak over the top of him. And he has a, he has an arrow aimed at you. Unfortunately, because of the mixture of Raul and Zoltan, he can't get a clear shot at you right now, but he is still aiming in that direction, waiting for a shot. Okay. Talvin. Move aside. He's looking directly at Raul. Raul's just going to stand firm. I don't want to hurt you or your friend. But that other one is mine. Move aside. If he doesn't move, then Talvin will take two steps to one side. And I will do the same. Okay. Hey, buddy. Stop trying to kill a friend. If you have problems with him, that's fine. But can you wait to kill him until, like, I don't know, later? Can it be, can you wait? I mean, I don't want you to kill him in general. She looks back at Balance and she goes, I'm very fond of this guy. But if you're going to have to try to kill him, can you just wait? You see him, like, loosen the tension on the bow? just a little bit and point it down ever so slightly and he says it's about to be the end of the world exactly I'd like to get my revenge before the end of the world no you get it try to get it after because we're actually working to stop the end of the world so if you kill him it's going to be really hard for us to do that (laughs) oh yeah very typical Laffian thing to do Zoltana starts when he says Laffian. And she's like, ah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I forget the prince? I didn't, did I? She looks back Step at Step aside. She looks back at Balance. Like, this guy knows who you are. Should I should I kick his ass? <laughs> or? Balance just raises his head and in a clear voice says, Talvin, will you at least hear me out? Take a persuasion roll. At disadvantage. 18. 
Oh, wait, no, because leader, 20. Oh, boy. Even with disadvantage. Nice. Um, he lowers he lowers the bow completely, and he puts the arrow back into his quiver. You have a minute. Raul, stand to the side. Uh, Raul moves a little bit, but not very much. He tastes like a customary, like, half a shuffle. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. still going to stand between them. Talvin, what do you know of what happened that night? She's dead. You blew her head up. And now, I can't find her soul. What did you do? Balance looks surprised at that last part. What did you do, Lafian? It wasn't... It takes a couple of steps forward. Balance takes out his short swords and then throws them into the ground so that they're sticking out. Oh, Whatever happened to her soul was not my doing. If you will hear me, I will tell you what happened that night. But please, let me explain everything. He continues walking towards you and then just stops probably, probably at 10, 15 feet from Ra. And he says... You've got about 30 seconds. That night, Ninverna and I were standing or sitting at the fountain. Something happened during the festivities, and an entity named Monarch, who is a psionic being, was ripped out of another host somewhere else in this world and was thrown into my consciousness. I will prove it if you will allow me, but allow me to finish the story. The energy, the power that I received was too much for me, and it ended up leaking out. That is what caused... And balance pauses. That's what caused what happened to Ninverna. And I blacked out after that happened. When I next awoke, I was in prison and spent the last 50 years learning to control these strange powers that I find myself possessing. So in theory, you could have destroyed her soul because you don't know what these powers are. You don't know where they came from. I don't know. I could ask if you will give me a moment. Take a persuasion rule. Normal? Yep. Eleven. I don't know what good it would do for you to find out. She's gone. The only thing I have left, the only thing I have left now, is killing you. And it's been a very long time I've been looking for you. Balance frowns and looks down. I don't know what has happened to you, friend, but... I think you have lost your way more than I have. He takes a few more steps towards balance. Zoltana steps forward and she says, you know, balance, I I think I know what's going on. You loved her, right? Yes. I'll tell you a little story. Years ago, a woman I loved, my wife, was murdered. 
and I went off and I did what you're doing now. I killed a crap ton of people who were connected to her death. So you understand why I have to do this? I do. And I'm here to tell you it's not going to do anything. It's not going to bring her back. It's not going to make you feel better in the end. You, you seem like you're a lot better of a person than I am, too. I was a better person. My friend lied to me. My best friend lied to me. And his son, my other friend, is responsible for her death. Now, I have spent many years trying to get over some of those facts. I spent years going through old necromancers and clerics to try and find her soul, to find out what happened to her. And he takes a few more steps forward and then throws back his hood. You notice at this point, his eyes are going red. It's about the only real change, apart from the fact his hair is all scraggly and he looks like he spent months on the road. They can't find her soul in the stalking, in Cicero, in Bellum. There is no fragments of her remains saying that she's been sent to oblivion. She is just gone. Your wife, I assume, one day you'll be able to join her again? Zoltana kind of looks down. She's not going to say that her wife is alive (laughs) because she doesn't want to piss him off. Uh, But she's going to be like, presumably, if all goes well. But at this, also at the same time, I did a lot of things that uh, were probably not going to go to the same place. And let me ex- tell you something. If we can find out what happened to her, you might be, still be able to go to the same place. If you do this, you won't. There's no chance. And look, I get it. You don't understand. She isn't anywhere. There are two places when you die. You're some sort of cleric, aren't you? Any gestures to your symbol of Paladin, yeah. You know that there are only two places you go. That's it. In the makeup of this existence that we are in, there is nowhere else she could go and she did not ascend to the Sentinel Plane. She is not a god. She is nowhere There's no such thing as nowhere. There's got to be a way to find out what happened to her. Every necromancer, every cleric I have been through, she is nowhere. Again, balance has a thing in his head that knows, that probably knows things about what happened that none of your necromancers and clerics are going to know. Let him at least go in and try to find out. Take a persuasion roll. I'm so bad at persuasion. I really don't want to murder this. I really don't want to have to kill your friend, but it's going to come to that. I'm quite sure. Okay. Oh, 18. He looks at balance. Find out what you can now. And I might not see to your death. Even if you did kill him, you would be killing someone who was not responsible. He turns and looks at you right now. I don't care. 
laugh you and do what you need to. I am not shooting you now because of the friendship we had. Balance sits down on the ground and then just crosses his legs and uh, closes his eyes. And teleports a mile away. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) No, I don't have any side points points at all. It's got nothing. It's where it would normally be very difficult under these circumstances. Monarch seems to make the process a lot easier. And again, you see the old gnome step into the light. I need to know what Aurus, what uh, what thingy you have active. Probably the Aurusite. Okay. Balance isn't saying anything. He just, even in this like spiritual, like mental realm, he looks really depressed and withdrawn. Monarch reaches out in this not quite real imaginings that you share. He reaches out and pats you on the arm. I do not know what happened to her soul. What he's describing isn't soul fire. It's not what I suffered. Could she be alive then? I I dare not hope, but... I... I do not know, but I would assume from the memories I have of your friend, Talvin, he would have tried everything to find her. Messages, sending, trying to use clerics and necromancers to speak and raise with the dead. Maybe even the spells which bring people back from the dead. I assume he would have tried those. But if her spirit isn't on this realm, she's not the question as to whether she is alive or not. If she's in neither Cicero or Bellum, nor on the stalking plane, I cannot tell you where she is. I'm very sorry. I cannot give you hope that she is alive and I cannot even give you hope that she is dead. There should have been fragments, remains. So far is the only thing I know that can send her spirits to oblivion. There should have been fragments. But if there is nothing, and this wasn't so far, she may or may not be dead. But this was not us. We do not hold this power. I can assure you of that. Ours is of the mind, not of the spirit. She must be somewhere else. Balance wants to probe his his uh, his mind. Not Marnax. His own mind. Because he's thinking, if there's room in here for him and there's room in here for Marnak, did she get pulled in and is just unable to communicate because she's not psychic? Oh, wow. That's an interesting thought. Okay. Uh, You can definitely try, but uh, give me a reasoning on something you're either going to roll or something you want to use. Give me me something. Um, 
The only thing I can argue would be intelligence since he's trying to go through the entirety of his mind. Um, the way I picture it is that in this like this mental world that Balance and uh, Marnak are in, it's kind of like a an imaging of the brain, and he wants to look around it to see if there's anything that doesn't fit. <laughs> That's amazing, because I originally thought it was a very dark place with just a singular spotlight, but your imagining of the inside of a brain is amazing. Because my other thought was basically you're looking around like file like facts like uh, like a uh, different filing uh, cabinets and you're just literally going through them one by one. Like methodically going through all your thoughts and memories. But I like your description better. Um okay, make an intelligence check then. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. I don't want to do it. I had inspiration now. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm scared. He, oh, 22. Huh. 22. You take a thorough inventory of your memories. You take a thorough inventory of yourself, of your mind, of your spirit. You find that there is definitely another presence there in your mind and in your spirit. But these are definitely the familiar feels of Marnak. There is not a third presence within you. There is not you, Marnak, and someone else. There is just you and Marnak here. There is nothing that stands out as, here, this ganglia is a different colour, this is someone else. No. It's just you two. Yeah. Balance stops the searching, turns back to Marnak. I, well... I will fight him, but just in case. And most likely I will perish. It was good knowing you, friend. Do not underestimate yourself. He is going through a loss similar to mine. We both can't ever be with the person we love, but he at least has hope. Tell him that. Hope of what? If she is not on any of the planes, she must be somewhere. Somewhere our clerics, paladins, our understanding of our own existence is not as we assume. I will tell him. Good luck. And I will help you as best I can. Thank you. He nods and steps back into the mind brain interior that it is okay balance stands up and looks at Talvin our understanding is that the only thing that would purge a soul from going anywhere at all would be soul fire that is not a power within our possession which means our conclusion is that she must be somewhere. It may not be on one of the planes that we are aware of or capable of communing with. She might be dead. She might not be. I cannot give you much more than that. All I can tell you is that I do not possess any power that would condemn a spirit to oblivion. Make a persuasion roll. Oh my god. That's a natural one. 
guess one of us is dying. He doesn't look convinced by your argument. And he shakes his head. I'm sorry it's come to this, your highness. And he pulls the bro up. Oh. And he's going to fire. No, Ra's so gonna... I guess it's initiative time. Ra's going to intervene the best he can. <laughs> All right, I guess it's initiative time. <laughs> Everyone roll initiative. 13. All right. He's going to kill me. <laughs> Aw, don't, don't underestimate how much your friends love you. Aww. I don't underestimate your love. I... I uh, Estimate his hatred for me right now. It's also three on one at this point. Yeah. Okay, hit me. What do we get? Six. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Next. Thirteen. Next. Ten. Oh boy. Calvin, twenty-nine. <laughs> I would laugh so hard if that's the case. I hope it doesn't come to that. Hopefully you can come up with another way of stopping him. If not, murder time. <laughs> Let me guess. Nat 20. <laughs> ah, I'm oh. gonna die. He's gonna murder me. And someone's out of side points, aren't they? Oh. Yeah, completely. <laughs> You did that to yourself. I didn't even plan it. I'm so happy. I mean, <laughs> I don't want you to die, but I'm prepared. All right. So Talvin gets to go first. Um, you see his eyes uh, intensify their red color, um, but you don't see it doing anything currently. And he um, lifts his bow and he fires twice in rapid succession. You also feel as if you're your skin, your body is crawling. It's almost as if it's become something that can be very, very visibly seen, as if you've been, I don't know, say Hunter's Marked. Oh, that was not what I was expecting you to say there. Nope. He has many powers at his disposal. I'm sure he uh, does. Well, that's a 13 versus your arm class. I know that one fails. Nope. And that one is a 26 versus your armor class. <laughs> Yep, that one hits. Excellent. Nothing I can do about that one. For 16 damage as the arrow flies square into the other side of your chest. Okay. So one flies way wide and the other one straight in the chest. All right. It's now Zoltana's go. Yep, 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 yep. I'm gonna fucking... I'm all rested up, so other than my land hands, I'm pretty good. So I'm gonna fucking go at him with Cal the Truly Great Great Sword. Oh boy. Wow. Look at that 26. Oh, damn. Which is a natural 20. Yep, yep, that was a nat 20. Um, which so means. What do you do? On a natural 20. Which means... Oh, the thunder wave. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The one that doesn't affect my allies, though, so don't worry about it. Are you (laughs) (laughs) 2? 
Whenever the wielder crits this weapon, it also casts a level seven thunder wave. Oh, so no. that's Roll the damage. damage. Oh no. Oh no. You okay? It says Roll it's... the damage, girl. Roll the no, damage. No, I'm feeling all 30. the emotions. <laughs> Are you also smiting? Oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's okay. If I get him down to zero, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm not going to let him die. Hang on. Are you declaring non-lethal damage? Yes. I don't want to kill him. He's his friend. I want to just get him down to zero, <sighs> tie him up and leave. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, so how, yeah, so it was a natural 20 to hit. So it's a 21 damage. 21 slashing damage, plus 30 force damage uh, from the thunder wave. And you're going to smite. You have to do the thing. Yep. Hold on one second. Can you do smite with non-lethal? I say I yeah, can. I don't see why not. Yeah. So that's another you, 10. Be so, so 61 total. She's, uh, she's <laughs> bringing Double down it. the holy thunder. Uh, yeah, he's correct. You need to double that smite damage. So roll two more d8. Oh, wait, should you be doubling? No, that doesn't count on this one. Because that's the effect of this might. That's another thing. five. You just did 21, 51, 61, 6. That's 66 damage in one hit. <laughs> Fuck me. How's was All right, looking. So, so you pull out your sword. You call down the holy thunder. You smash it down hard through his chest. And this explosion of damage, like, as it cleaves down, this holy light, like, sparks behind, like you were, like, one of those, like, fire pom-pom things going through the air. You slash at his chest, and as it kind of hits the points it comes out, you see tower just get blown back 10 feet. I'm not even going to make him bother roll. That was 66 damage. He's still within your range. You do technically have another attack. I did my second attack. It was eight. Wait, I didn't get like advantage on my attack, did I? Oh, no, you haven't vowed a thingy on him, have you? No, in that case, that was, thank God, thank God, because you would have killed him. Uh, that's, Talvin has been definitely blown back across this small clearing. Uh, that was a lot of damage. He's not dead. It's, it's so. Um, I just, I just want <laughs> How scared is Talvin of me right now? <laughs> uh, nobody's gone over to check on him. Let's just say he's been blown back a bit. Uh, Raul, it's it's your it's your go. Uh, Raul's gonna run over there and punch one time, one time. Um, but just okay. to wind him to keep him from getting up, doing a stunning strike if he hits. Okay, go for it. Fifteen for five. Just barely misses. Okay. Uh, other attack. 19 for nine. That hits, yes. Okay. So I, I stop when I hit him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> do I do a stunning strike. And uh, Rawl's going to look down at him and say, Where I come from, my kind does not know of any place that you go and you die. And when I came here, I found that there were two more than I thought there were. Just because you don't know of it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Okay. You say this to him 
He is stunned because he failed his con save. <laughs> he looks very dazed and he's just looking at you with kind of fluorescently red tears running down his face. He is effectively stunned. Take a persuasion roll for me. 20, not natural. He drops his bow. Okay, I'll get off of him. I'm going <laughs> to kick his bow away from him, though. You're out of combat. Good job. <laughs> Ballas didn't even get to hit him. Correction, Ballas didn't even have to hit him. Ballas didn't want to hit him, hit him, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. You are, you're out of combat. Yeah. Don't even have Is to he... use a combat tune on that one. I'm he's he's technically stunned right now? He's technically stunned right now, yeah. Balance just walks up to him and just looks him in the eyes and then just wraps his arms around him. Aww. You look deep. You have your aura sight active, right? Yeah. As you look at him and you look him in the eyes, that kind of... The red glow there disappears as you go to put your arms around him. But in your aura, you notice that his aura is very much one of pain. But there is concealed blackness back there, which you have seen before. And he puts his arms around you and gives you a big hug. You can feel him sobbing. He just whispers, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. He can't bring himself to respond. But he does hold you very, very tightly. Like, very painfully tightly. Balance isn't going to break the hug. Well, someone needs to break the awkwardness at some point, so he will break the hug at some point, probably a good couple of minutes later. Um, you notice that the bright redness has returned to his eyes, um, and he, he lets you go. Perhaps your f- friend, and he looks over at Raal, is probably right. And he wipes tears away from his eyes. If she is not here, I'll have to find her. Please, let me help you. I thought you had a world to save. You do that. You do that and give me time to... Give me time to forgive you. And perhaps you'll be able to forgive me too. There's nothing for me to forgive with you. He puts his hand on the bracelet on your wrist. You hear him mutter a few words and the bracelet drops. I was using this to track you. Balance reaches down, grabs the bracelet and puts it back on. This bracelet means more to me than just your tracking. He reaches out for the bracelet again and he breaks it into three pieces, one each of the vines, and he returns to you, yours and his, and he puts an inverners on his wrist. I will be able to find you. You should be able to use the remains to reach me if you find her first. You... What is your name? And he's looking at Ral. I am Ral. And you? 
looks over at Sultana. Lady Cashmere Reinhardt. <laughs> Reingold. Oh. Casey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now I'm playing it, Sultana. Thank you. Make sure he doesn't get involved in anything he can't handle. Too late. I mean, yes. I don't know. Do you, do you think he can handle the apocalypse? And she's, she smiles at uh, Talvin. I think we're all handling a little more than we are used to. You're right there. Just don't let him near a bow. <laughs> and yeah, he puts his hand. You got it. <laughs> he puts his hand on Rao's shoulder, gives him a bit of a smile, but kind of one still filled with pain. And he says, you're right. Thank you. We will do our best. Looks like our world got a little bit bigger on the day another god dies, huh? Do you know which god? He shakes his head. There is someone I can ask, but you won't like it when I have to, so... No doubt we'll find out who the next one is soon. It's kind of important to know. I, I hope it's not one of the triad. I guess this must be a purpose. But uh, I have a different mission. I'm sure the world is in safe hands. Good luck. He walks over, picks up his bow, and without looking back, he walks out of the clearing. As he's walking away, Balance is going to use his telepathy and say to Talvin, Whatever darkness there is in you, don't let it win. The Talvin I know, the real Talvin, would not let such things win over him. I need to check something before I answer that. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I just triggered the secret boss fight. I am looking need- to see how many D12s I have in arms vicinity of me <laughs> that you can take now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you resisting to psychic damage? No? Wow, that sucks. Let me roll some D12s. <laughs> Everyone grab all your deeds bones. <laughs> oh, God. What did we do that for? We had to do that at one point. You're vile. You're vile of bad. Yeah, the vile of murder. And I think you have a vial of good, too. That's probably also going to murder, though. Well, we don't know. <laughs> we should probably figure it out before we use it so that we don't accidentally like heal a bunch of people. We have a vial of murder, a potential vial of life. You never know. It could, of course, just be like some shitty water. You don't know. <laughs> Might be shitty water. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take a context of like gagging. Um, he doesn't respond, but he does pause a moment and then continues walking out. I was checking his class features. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Um, as, soon, as soon as he's on a line of sight, Balance does that like anime style flop backwards onto his back, arms outstretched, and just is laying there staring at the sky. You have crushed a huge bunch of blue flowers. <laughs> he doesn't care. He does. He's just laying there. You can just... start making like blue flower, like angels and shit. And <laughs> no, but you know what? I do like that imagery of him flopping down in the bed of flowers and just laying there. 
Yeah, moonlight, moonlight coming down, trickling onto your face. That that arrows scene. protruding from his body, trickles of blood. Yeah, Rawl, Rawl's gonna grab one of those arrows and like pull it out while he's laying there. I have had this before. Ah, ah, <laughs> fuck. <sighs> you could have at least given me something to bite on before you did that. It's best if it's a surprise. Uh, well, there's a second one. Mm-hmm. Balance like grabs the like the sleeve of his jacket and just bites down on the leather. All right, on one. Okay, three, and I pull it up. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the most adorable thing ever. Surprise. Okay. Uh, Are you guys going to head back to camp? Are you going to continue on your journeys? Balance isn't moving. It's like the middle of the night, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. the middle of the night. He's not moving. He's just, this is my bed and I'm going to lay in it. Okay, he made well, his own bed. Nice. You, you need right. to stop bleeding. So you want me to close them with acid or? Like, no, no. Do you need me no. to, you know, do some more healing for you? What's going on? Uh, just let me, let me sleep. <laughs> uh, and guys, thank you. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Not you. You didn't do anything. (laughs) How dare you be rude to my fucking dog, you asshole. And on that note, let's roll forward. (laughs) Morning comes around. Morning comes around. You guys are back up. You are doing your... Thing. Why the fuck am I marking myself at 38 side points? I should be marking myself at two since I'm fucking bamfing there again. You're bamfing there again. You have two side points? All right. So it takes six every time. I have 38 total. Oh, okay. That makes you on day 38. I'm keeping a track. <sighs> okay. Day 38. You begin your ritual of bamfing. I shouldn't say ritual, that's magic. You begin your routine of bamfing your way through the stalking. But as soon as you start, the first time you go in there, the spectre is standing directly in front of Rao, <laughs> like literally inches in front of his face as you kind of like zoom. You're like, well, you, you don't technically zoom. The world looks like it's zooming around you. Um, he's standing directly in your face for the whole like four seconds in which you are in the stalking. And then bam, you're out on the other side again. Do we all see that? You see where the spectre is. Well, but it's uh, right in Rao's face. Well, we're on a horse, yeah? Yes. Okay, um, then you would see it. Basically, you'll see it in the back of, like, <laughs> the back of... Oh, God, that means he's in front of head. my face. Yeah. He's basically inside of you, give or take. Um, <laughs> this is what Rao is seeing. You feel like a very, very cold, sickly, deathly feel to you, like you're taking your last breath. This is what balance will feel with the spectre standing inside of him. Um... <laughs> Gross. Basically, you're looking forward and the back of Balance's head, you see the spectre's face, cowl and all. And there's no time to say anything? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. He's clearly trying to get your attention. (laughs) I know. I can't do anything, though. I accept invitations to the stalking from him. I don't, like, do anything to activate it. I can't just go to the stalking. Can't you? You can do the invisibility thing, but that only lasts six seconds. I can't do that out of combat. That's true. Um, no ability that I have does it, but Raw can try to 
go there, I guess. You can try a variety of different things. There are there are some options I can think of already, but I don't want to plant them in your head until you're good to go. Yeah. Um, Rawl's gonna, like, when we pop out on the other side, um, not say anything and grab around, bounce a little tighter so that he can, like, not focus on anything around him. Okay. And he's going to try to put himself there in the same way that Balance taught him how to meditate. Oh, full circle. Full circle. Oh. <laughs> okay, so you're trying the meditation thing. Uh, yeah. I think throwback that would be 30 his, episodes ago. His, oh. yeah, his what uh, a throwback. <laughs> first attempt, I think, would be that. Okay, uh, so you attempt to go there via uh, meditation. That's cool. That's good to know. Um, all right, in that case, I'm going to need you to make a... Hmm. I guess a con check. <laughs> con? Because it's a mixture of like concentrating and I guess in his mind getting as close to being dead as possible. <laughs> yeah, Rawl's trying to do that. Uh, the thing that pe- some people can do where they like slow their heart rates to like a beat yeah. a minute where they're basically dead, but not quite. Which actually may not be too far from what he technically does anyway. So go for it. Oh, do a con check. Cool. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. Do it. And also you're a monk. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're not a monk, you're whatever you are. I'm yeah. crossing all my fingers, all my toes right now. I was gonna try to argue wisdom on something, but I think that con makes sense. You uh you can try and argue wisdom. Go on. Give me a give me a give me a, a convincing argument otherwise. Well, I was gonna looking be for the specific things and um I think wisdom is about being aware of the things around you and not turning them off. Um I think it would be harder for me to argue against with con because okay. the con makes sense. So I'll just take that. It's only one more point. I have one more point in wisdom than I have in con. <laughs> okay. So okay, go. I'll just take the con. It's it's fine. Go for it. That's a natural one. <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah. Um you slow your heart rate down so much. You slow your breathing down so much. <laughs> but you I don't have enough oxygen that you just pass out. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> roll, roll, roll. Fuck, Zoltana. Do I fall off? Oh my God, I got <laughs> Smelling it. Smelling sauce. I'm, I'm going to go on the assumption that you guys have stopped the horse. You're not going to try and do this on the back of a horse because that's dumb. No. <laughs> well, I was. Raw didn't tell you guys what he was doing. I would feel you drop dead weight. Uh, oh yeah, Dead you weight, would. you fall off the horse. There's, there's no... No, 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 because he's holding me so like, I grab him. Okay. All right, we'll go with that. Uh, you feel Raul go dead weight on the back of the horse. He's unconscious. Grab him. Zoltana. I'm Spalt coming. Salts. I'm coming. I got his smelling salts. She grabs them <laughs> out. You apply the smelling salts. You come round to the alluring smell of your meat. Well, what was that? <laughs> I, I was trying to go to the stalking. Don't try oh. to fucking kill yourself, dude. I'm not trying... <sighs> The specter is trying to get me for something. I don't know how any of this works. Was that why he was inside of my body when we teleported? I think, I don't know. It seems like he wants something. And I, I should, I should prepare um, messages, but I'm trying to, to get there. 
Just give me a minute. And um, Raw's going to try to close his eyes and instead of meditating, try to use some of this energy that is his, what we call key or what Balance has told him is his key, the -hmm. energy that he's been expending on these strange things for a while and feeding off of the specter, try to like figure out how that key is connected to that plane and use the energy itself to try to get himself there. All right. All right. Uh, So I can expend key points if you would like. Yeah. I was about to say, um, the trip is probably going to cost you about half your key points. Okay. So like half of total? Yeah, half a total. Well, it's it's the same either way. It takes me down to three. Three. Yeah. And then you can roll. I guess I will allow wisdom on this one. Okay. Because you are trying to think your way through it. Or sense your way through it, which is more a wisdom thing than an intellect thing. Come on, roll. Come on. Natural 20. (laughs) 23. God damn. Look at that. (laughs) Oh boy. Um, You are pulled through to the stalking. You know that your link here is very, very temporary. It's not something you are able to do easily. And it kind of hurts. You're literally pulling your soul away out. You're almost astral projecting, but not quite. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes, because I think it's something you could get later on. <laughs> um, um, give me a little taste now. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, going to be honest, the check was really fucking high. Uh, it was higher than your natural 20 technically allows, uh, but yeah. uh, you natural 20 did it. So I always go with natural 20s because fuck it, you should always be able to current skill checks. Um, so you find yourself here very, very temporarily and the spectre is standing in front of you looking exasperated like, thank fuck for that. Um, he's standing there in front of you and he says, That's time. Sorry, I don't know how any of this works yet. I'm trying to get the message. If I give you a piece of paper, can you take it to her and she can respond on the paper? Well, Where is I'm she? following your every move. What makes you think I can't hear you? I know. Where is she? She's in Bellum. Is she okay there? I don't go to Bellum. I just take the souls there. Okay. But you can send messages, you said? I can. I will prepare one, and the next time I end up here, can you take it from me, the message? If it's just on paper? You see him just, like, shake his head. <laughs> you can just... Yes, Ralph, yes, that's, that's... You can do that, that's fine. You can just tell me. <laughs> I did say this job didn't involve paperwork, young man, but... I guess now it does. <laughs> you did. Your friend's friend... The girl. Yes. I have... Friends. We might be able to help. Just tell me what I need to do. I'm gonna break some very big rules. And I'm gonna need you to trust me. And with that, you get pulled back again. Okay. We're all kind of like smiles. I did it. 
You did. Um, what did you do? The specter he said about your friend, Nenverna. Balance's eyes goes wide. What? What about her? He said he has friends. He's going to break some rules. He didn't okay. say anything more. He said that I just had to trust him. And do you? Of course I do. Follows me around. He's helping me. He's... I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I die and then he takes me? Oh, this is like, you know... Why would I not trust him? I'll take your word then. Um... I don't know what he's going to do, but... He just said that I would have to trust them. Balance kind of looks around in just in the space that we're currently at mm -hmm. and just says kind of out in the open, just thank you. He can hear you. I can't actually see you on a different plane, but thank you. Funny enough, you don't feel or see a response. Uh, the world is exactly as it was, I guess. Balance um, kind of assumed. <laughs> yes, uh, assume someone is listening. Emma is on Bellum. Oh. So I need to figure out as much as I can about Bellum. Bellum's the one where all the fighting went. Uh, fighting people are, right? The honorable undead? Mm-hmm. You're correct. Oh. Huh. All right. Well, at least we know that she's somewhere technically within reach. I need to get a letter ready. I don't really know what to say, though. <laughs> I'm cringing right alongside you, Blonda. <laughs> yeah, mm, same. <laughs> The funny thing is that Ralph's the only one who knows he doesn't need to write a letter. <laughs> it's adorable. Ralph wants to write a letter. That's how that's how Ama communicates. I know. I, he just doesn't but like the third Ama taught me how to forge my own signature. I can I can read and write. Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ralph, that's just your signature then. No, no, she said I'm forging. But that's your name right there. Yeah. Yes. But it's <laughs> not my handwriting. The signature he's forging is like a uh, self adapter there. That's why he's forging. That's what he thinks his signature is. <laughs> I don't want to just like tell him what I want to like uh, tell her. I, it's, I feel like he would think that letters are more personal and that's how he wants to. No, it's, that's adorable. And he and might have more to say than just the couple of seconds that he's in the stocking allows him to portray. So that was like his main thing is he's trying to get his thoughts together on what he wants to like send. It's adorable. It's very sweet. <laughs> very romantic. Brawl <laughs> is a romantic. Yep. Um, Somewhat. <laughs> okay. Well, if nothing is going to happen in the next couple of seconds here, um, perhaps we should be on our way then. Yes. Yeah, I will try not to uh, go back to the stocking <laughs> and fall off the horse. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go then. Oops, oops, man. And uh, bamf. 
and you continue bamfing your way through. You notice now that as you're bamfing your way through, your spectre friend is nowhere to be seen mm. at all. Um, so yeah, you bamf your way through. Um, let's say how many more days do we want to pass? I need to look at my timeline and the plot. <laughs> I like the idea that when we're bamfing, it's like night, like the the night, the first X Men movie with Nightcrawler, where it's like that puff of blue, uh, like bluish black smoke every time he teleports. Yeah. So every time we teleport, we're all like running along on the horse and the wolf, and it's like, poof, and then a mile away, poof, and then we keep going. <laughs> I like it. Lord of the Rings uh, travel music's playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just like the idea that you uh, it's not supposed to be a caravan but I like the idea it's a fucking chariot <laughs> I just think it's way cooler it's a mental power so I was not imagining a, a magic puff of smoke I was imagining like a kind of a mirage of like a flash of a mirror and light and then everyone's gone and then the same thing happens on the other end Oh, I kind of like that too. Just like a like a flash, and then we're gone. It's kind of like how you see it on the horizon of like land that's not water. It still kind of looks like water. Yeah, everyone's shapes kind of distort like that, and until they dissipate. That's, that's really pretty. pretty. Cool. That's pretty. We'll take that. That's how it looks. <laughs> on the bright side, uh, in uh, yeah, in two more levels, I'll be able to make a portal uh, that can go a mile away instead of just a teleport. <laughs> nice destroying the world one thing at a time sure sure uh, <laughs> although it's not actually a portal the way it's described is it's a cube <laughs> sorry it's a big gray cube that you step in and it brings you there and then you can go it's a two way portal and it lasts for like a fucking hour awesome okay alright so now you can like cut people in half with it right <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I'm going to finish this right the hell now. You guys continue making your way towards uh, Dusk Plateau. Let's say you are on the day you think you're about to turn up, the day you think you're there, the okay, day you, th- the you day basically arrive. Yeah, that's the day you're not teleporting, right? Because you decided that already. Because okay. I need my side points. Uh, you arrive at the foot of the Dusk Plateau mountain. There is... What you'd expect down here, looking up, the mountain is very, very, very tall. And beyond the clouds balance, you would know that there is the various buildings which make up the Alliance's true home, true base. You've been there a few times. Mm-hmm. That's where you met people, met other, where you met dwarves, had culture exchanges, et cetera, et cetera. It's probably where you would have met um, Queen Rowena herself when she was a younger dwarf, um, just coming into her regency. Um, you probably would have learned all your dwarvish there that kind of thing. And you vaguely know how this place works, but Mm -hmm. you're at the foot of it as an outcast. There is a small village here, mostly filled with dwarves. Um, There are a couple of humans here and there. There are some elves, but not very many. Uh, The village down here is very small, very peaceful. Um, Mm -hmm. And the village itself down here is called Telnath. T-E-L-N-A-T-H. I'm writing that down. Some of the homes here are built into the side of the mountain itself, um, just hollowed out, pretty much like you found on the inside of the, the fourfold back in Falson. Um, those are few and far between. They're kind of grandiose looking things, uh, very ornately worked by dwarves and with hints of elven influences, shall we say. Um, 
it's just a little town, it's just a little little place protected by a large wall, um, manned by mostly dwarves. And this is where you find yourself on this particular evening. Do I know what the path up to Dust Plateau is like? Is it like horse friendly or Hell no. <laughs> uh where from where you are, you'd be better to trek around the mountain a little bit more and then go up through alternate routes. Besides, we're looking to get underneath the dust plateau. You are indeed. We don't need to be on top of it necessarily. Do we know where we're going? Underground, for sure. Fuck's sake. We have to uh, look oh, wait for a the fourfold symbol or find Caden or wait for Caden to find us, assuming that he knows our location. Mind link. Caden, mm-hmm. are you here? <laughs> uh, hi. Caden, <laughs> how are you? Caden. We've been, been been here for, for, for days. We just got here. We're on the outskirts. Where are you? Oh, my God. We're, 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 we're in, in the, the, the inn. We're on our way. God, I'm glad to hear your voice. Likewise, we, we've had some 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 adventure. Oh, so have we. Get <laughs> uh, in. I've never been so happy to hear that stutter. Oh. <laughs> you guys make your way towards uh, the inn. It's it's fairly easy to find. There's a couple of inns about, but looking at how rough one of them is, you were fairly certain that. That he would not take Taylor's in there, um, and the other one you find a place called the um, a place called the Tawny Owl. Fuck it. I think you used that one already. No, not the Tawny Owl. No. 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 Oh, I know what this place is called because Aethor fucked me right out of it the other day. It's called the Killer Kitten. Fuck it. Um, it's a picture of like a couple of little kittens like playing over a ball of yarn. Um, that's the sign for it. <laughs> the killer kitten. killer kitten. It's ironic in naming. Um, so yeah, okay. just like a little kitten's fighting over this ball of yarn. And you go in there and it's very nice. Everything is clean. There are fresh rushes on the ground or as fresh as they could be towards the end of the day. Um, there's a, there's a nice fire over to one side. Um, there is a, a pot of stew above it, which is clearly bubbling and boiling and being very nice. Um, and there are a couple of dwarves behind the, uh, behind the bar. Uh, it's pretty bustling. There's a there's a bunch of people in here. No, please. It's it's not a please. cat cafe. No, no, please. I, you see my line. I don't say no very often to things, but no. Dallas uh, has oh had a God. stressful couple of days. He needs some <laughs> some anti anxiety. All right, all right, all right. Close enough. Okay, so you see, like, as you go into this bar and you see it's all clean and, and there's lots of people in there. There's even, like, a couple of families eating dinner, eating this stew that's being prepared and it smells amazing. Just so, so good. Um, you see, like, the the uh, the the inn's cats, which is a uh, kind of gingery-looking thing with a very, very long tail and bright blue eyes, just sort of, like, wandering up and down the bar and has a little little bell on its collar. Aww. Aww. Uh, I look for Caden. As you look, as you look around for Caden and Talus, um and Kathia, you guys look around the bar, and coming down from upstairs, you see a very small pigtailed head. Hopefully, this time not an illusion, as it comes hurtling towards the bar and jumps and puts her arms around Raul. Aww, Raul carries uh, Talus over to uh, wherever we look around. I look around and find Caden. 
Uh, Caden and Kythea are coming down the stairs behind her. Like, they're trying to rush to catch up with her. Uh, <laughs> clearly, she's just been given the news that you're here. And she's just, like, run down ahead of them. Like, like trying to hold child on, uh, child on, on like, some reins and stuff. This is not happening. Uh, but they come down after her. Um, Kythea looks a little bit worse for wear. Um, her hair's, like, cut short and she appears to be nursing some sort of wound on one of her arms. But overall, they all look healthy and happy. Um, and this is this is where we find ourselves. Balance takes three giant steps towards Kythea, grabs her in a big hug, and plants a kiss on her. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, surprisingly, uh, a, a little bit of shock first, and then she, you know, you she returns the kiss, um, and then Aww. like steps away a little bit, looking a bit self-conscious that she's one of only two humans in this bar. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's how that's how you guys find everyone. And uh, Talis looks up at, at Rao. It's like, I have so much to tell you. I we have something for cra- you. Really? I have something for her too. With your father's permission, of course. And I go over and I'm like kind of hugging uh, Caden with one arm and like re- reaching in my bed <laughs> with the other. And um, after I hug Caden and I'm like carrying Talis, I'll like hand Caden what I've been working on. Do you want to describe what you've been working on? So it's a wooden rose. Um, it's got like the stem and there's thorns on it that have all been obviously like made to where they, they're not sharp. Um, they don't have any sharp edges on them, but they're there just for decorations down the stem of it. And it goes down into like a very nice, it's just a wooden carving of a, a rose essentially. Oh. Caden looks at you. And he just nods and smiles. He can't bring himself to say anything. And Taylor looks up at you and says, Is that for me? Yes. Here you go. <gasps> Thank you. Sure. Uncle Rao. <laughs> I, I didn't get you anything. I'm sorry. Oh, you don't have to. <gasps> so pretty. I uh, <laughs> I have something for, for uh, Taylor too, actually. And she pulls out the Doom bracelet. <laughs> Is it doom with a question mark? Yeah, it says my my notes specifically say doom prevention question mark bracelet for Talos. Uh, so she pulls out the bracelet and she's like, "So this is for you." Uh, Her eyes go very big and very wide. A guy gave this to me, a very smart gnome, and he told me it was for you and it was to prevent. Doom? So, uh... Caden uh, K- puts his arm out to you, like, puts a hand on your shoulder and just, like, leans in, like, what, 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 what guy? What, what, Doom? You're not giving my daughter a, a, something that there's Doom, Sultana. It's not for Doom. It's to help protect her. For, for, it's, From it's Doom. Pr- protect- are, are, you, are you sure, Sultana? I'm you, relatively sure? certain this is not going to hurt her. I've been carrying it around. It hasn't hurt me. I'll put it on first if you want me to. It's just, I'm, I'm like 99.999% sure that this is a good, this is fine. Uh, uh, um. <laughs> the guy who gave me this bracelet sacrificed his life so that Chatfak would not be overrun by demons. Uh, uh, oh, uh, I, um, I, I would, I, I would still, still feel better if you, if you either one of us tried tried it on first, I don't want to Z- give her Zaltana something that's got to do, the it. over her wrist. I need you to make a wisdom save for me. Uh oh. 
Oh no! Why would he do this to me? <laughs> Maybe it's a uh, if you're ta- not tailless, you have to make a save. Maybe. Equify. Oh my god. Eighteen. You feel the effects of something, but you shake it off. It's not threatening. It feels warm and wholesome and you just get this innate feeling of happiness and joy mm-hmm. but as soon as you put it on as soon as you make that that connection it cut it's it severs something stops it because of something about you because of something you've done because of something you are you're not really sure but as soon as you feel that initial burst of joy it just disappears from you but nothing in it felt bad malicious yes Okay, I take it off and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Remember <laughs> who you are. <laughs> Echoes through your mind. No. Um, <laughs> he looks at you and he he nods and Taylor's like looks up at you this time with her big her big brown eyes and she says, uh, is it my birthday? Did I miss something? <laughs> normally people only give me presents on my birthday. I don't know. Is it your birthday? I don't think so. Well, dead present. She just hands Taylor the, the bracelet. <laughs> uh, she takes the bracelet. She holds onto it for a second, like holding. Uh, I should probably clarify what this this rose looks like. It's a bit more wand shape than was originally described. <laughs> Is that well, right? Well, it has a stem. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a wand shape to it with a with a kind of like a, a, a rose at one end. It does um, have a stem that you hold that. Exactly. Like a- um, <gasps> It's her one. A magic focus. Yes, it Ra, is. Ra, Ra has not made that connection, though. He was not making a wand. No, but it's, can you, like, I think you missed the main point of what this is made from. It's made of the tree that he picked up from the Savras. Uh, oh. Oh. There you oh. go. I don't think we mentioned that. It's just like, we. I should bring this up yeah. in, like, better world, uh, because... We know that this is what's happening. <laughs> it's just a very nice looking wood as far as uh as far as Raw is concerned. Yes. Sure. Yeah, it is beautiful it is. and gorgeous and he has been licking it and clawing at it for <laughs> weeks. Uh, making this not quite a wand wand for, for the little tailors. It fits perfectly in her hand. It's not too small, it's not like uh fragile in her hand, and it's not like way too big. It's it's perfect for her. What a um, cutie. Yeah, what a sweetheart. Um and you give and Sultana, you give over this bracelet to um to Talis and she takes it in one hand but doesn't put it on yet. She's holding the the not quite wand, rose wand in her other hand and she looks up at you and she puts her arms around you and she says, thank you, Auntie Anna. Well, now I feel bad for not doing anything. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, Uncle Balance. And she just like lets go of Zoltana and looks at you and she runs over and just gives you a big hug anyway. Like she does that kind of like running jump thing. (laughs) (laughs) Balance catches her. It's okay. You taught me how to make my roses even prettier. Look, I've been practicing. And she leans back a little bit, so like one arm is wrapped around your neck as you're holding her, and she makes a small illusion of a rose, which is slightly smaller than the one that she has. It's like basically floating in her hand between the two, and it looks like an almost perfect replica of the of the, the wand bar, bar the stem. That looks very good. Well done. Thank you. Okay, you need to put me down now. That's okay. Fair, fair. And with that, she puts on the bracelet. Does the room explode? 
As she puts on the bracelet, there is a flash of bright red light. Uh oh. And everybody in the room needs to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh no. Apart from Zoltana. Oh. I got a 14. I got an 8. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Okay. On a 14, you feel that same thing that Zoltana did. You felt like a flash of joy and happiness. But that doesn't really extend beyond that initial flash of like, oh, that was nice. And you feel Kythea wrap her arms just a little bit tighter around you. But that's about it. On an eight, however. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. Um, with your standing there looking at the little Talus holding her wand in her hands, the bracelets with the little bells on it wrapping around her wrist and she finally does it and you see like the feel of flash of red this joyous feeling doesn't really leave you and as you stare and look at Talus you realise that whatever she asks you to do you're going to do <laughs> oh. I mean wasn't that the case already I mean yeah <laughs> but now rather than I need you to steal me some cookies. I'm going, Taylor, that's a dumb idea. You're like, well, I'm going to get those cookies for you. Oh, that's fine. Okay. You have been charmed to a point of you can't really say no to this foolish little lass. Forever, right? For almost ever. If you wish to try and break it, it's entirely up to you. But you know that um, as soon as you you just get this innate feeling that if you are to leave her presence, you're just going to feel depressed. You're just going to feel miserable. Aww. Being in her presence God brings you it. joy and happiness. <laughs> v, why would you do this to us? Because oh. it's the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> Raul doesn't right. know what's going on either. Raul has no idea what's going she on. He doesn't know how to assess his feelings when they're magic. Oh my god. Fuck's sake. Hello everyone, Balance here, voiced by Arch. Thank you as always for listening, it's greatly appreciated. Recent events have been um, quite interesting to say the least, at least I'm still alive. Thankfully I thought I was a goner for sure. I have a few things I need to get through, so let me get through them as quickly as I can. Here goes. In case you missed it, we have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash tldpod, you can help support us and get some cool bonuses as well. We've got something special planned uh, in our special Kino adventure side campaign. We're currently in the uh, motions of getting that running. Uh, More information will be coming forth hopefully soon. Also, one benefit of being one of our patrons is getting a shout-out at the end of an episode, like this one right now. Thank you very much to The Jald for being a supporter of the show. It's greatly appreciated, and we do so much love to be able to shout everyone out. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the best way to help us out, as it does get the word out about us as a show, and it tells people who we are and what we do. If you have a Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter at TLDPod. You can find all of our individual 
Twitter accounts on there as well. And last but not least, go check out our Discord server where you can chat with fellow fans as well as all of the cast of the show. The link can be found on our Twitter, and we hope to see you there. And until next time, farewell. The Spot Network. Imagine what your idea can do. You see, like the the uh, the the inn's cats, which is a uh, kind of gingery looking thing with a very very long tail and bright blue eyes, just sort of like wandering up and down the bar and has a little little bell on its collar. Oh. <sighs> uh, sp- spoilers! Uh, the universe is inside the bell. <laughs> That's a marble. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a great name. All right, okay. Orion. <laughs> That was a good name. I was going to have a different name for this person, but so for this cat, but I have a new name. Carry on. <laughs> uh, I look for Caden. Um, as you look, as you look around for Caden and Talus, um, and Kathia, Raw walks up to the counter. Sugar water. <laughs> <laughs> more, more sugar water. <laughs> no, um, that's uh, that's it. I'm done. Like, Are you done? The, enjoy the goof. Yeah. Have you guys got your goofing out now? Are we done? Are we good, done with the goof? More means more food for my family. <laughs> okay. All right. Enjoy that because they're, they're over now. Are you done? All right. Comedy is over. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> we've got, we've done it. That's the uh, epitome of our podcast. Men in Black references. Men in Black references. We're, we're out. This is where you find out that all the doors are no desperate. No, I'm going to stop now. Oh my God. <laughs> Kaden walks down wearing nothing but black. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's when I, I hold on. Let me pull out my audio version of that pen they have. You don't remember <laughs> anything from the last whatever lo- amount of time. We're good. Here comes Go. the cat in black. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> this is the blooper right here. Nothing to remember. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm retiring. <laughs> I'm officially retiring. We've made right. it. We've made cat right. puns. And Everybody stop. Stop. Black. Everybody pause. Stop. <laughs> You're very funny. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Guy, if you don't stop, we're never going to pounce back from this. It wasn't me this time. For real, guys. Stop. For <laughs> real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Come on, Blonda. Whisker us away back into fantasy land. Come on. Blonda, they're just puns. Don't have a kitten. Oh my god, that's just perfect. Oh. Oh, I wish I could marry each and every one of you. Um <laughs> Annual pun run number two. <laughs> Good thing we're recording too. Yeah, now I have to remember where the recording this is. It's gonna take you forever to render. Is okay. it gonna take you forever please 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 oh my god i can't believe you've done this (laughs) all right let's hit pause on this okay (laughs) i'm done i'm out (laughs) okay and she ain't lying hey it's may whitman and i play frankie in the new realm podcast the sisters the sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. 
Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Mm-mm. Not she. They, maybe? W- wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?